and welcome to For the Record, our bi-weekly music show. You can listen to us every other Thursday on BFF.FM at 9.30 a.m. Or you can subscribe to the podcast at ForTheRecordPodcast.com. This week, we're breaking from our usual format of discussing one recently released album in depth in order to talk about our new discoveries from this year's South by Southwest Music Conference in Austin, Texas. And what better place to start than the first band we saw this year? Their diet sig with a song called Harvard. This is a really delightful place to start. It's a really stripped down band. It's just the guitarist and singer and then drummer. So two members of the band. But even though it's a small band, they were really able to fill one of the larger venues, this kind of big and personal warehouse. It kind of reminds me of the episode we did the other day on Power Bottom, which is also two people and are also really dynamic. And actually, we saw Power Bottom perform and the singer from Diet Sig got on stage and was kind of like participating in the show i didn't make the connection until just now that those are both two two duos and that's a lot of energy to handle in a band when you're kind of especially when you're the singer slash guitarist and you're in the front and the drummer's in the back and you kind of have to command a lot of attention and really keep the show going yeah she's this tiny woman and you know one of a few performances i I think we saw who's seems kind of unassuming but the minute she starts performing is just able to channel so much different energy into her performance there's i think a real sweetness to her voice but then also i I think i wrote that down the notes sweet and sour and angry and (laughs) she's able to convey all of that in these just really compact songs and I, I think she's the main songwriter and there just is a, a real economy here. Just utterly <laughs> delightful to see. Yeah, she reminded me of sort of maybe being part of the tradition of the female fronted bands from when I was younger, like Bratmobile and the sort of like Riot Girl bands, even though this is not a punk sound, this is a very kind of like twee pop sound, but just having that sort of energy and attitude that she brought to the table. Yeah, I think she's a lot of the songs are about her experience as a woman. I mean, this is a case of being kind of jilted for some more appropriate girlfriend. 
And I think a lot of the songs where she's kind of owning her own identity and her own sexuality in a way that's really pretty awesome to see. Yeah. And yeah, they're, they're a blast. And they play, they're sort of a buzz band right now. And so I think they played 12 sets, she said, over the course of the festival, which is only five days long. So. Yeah, and they ate tacos for every meal. Yeah, I thought that was very funny. Yeah, they, they're a buzz band, but I think this is a case where they justify the hype. Yes, they only have one EP out so far, but um, I'm looking forward to what comes next. For sure. Let's change gears and go from a minimalist female-fronted band to a, a very over-the-top maximalist band. They were called Caveman, and this is a song called Never Going Back. Change my mind when I fell for you. I wanna know what it's like, but I can't go through. Still, I'm wide awake, and the day is done. Just a lie that leads me back again. Ooh, never going back again. So that track in particular reminded me a lot of the War on Drugs. And I think Adam and I go through this list of 1,200 bands or so that are going to be playing at South by every year. And I listen to one or two tracks from all of them. It's really nice to have Spotify now, actually, not a plug for Spotify, but because it'll tell you which are the two like most popular tracks from any particular band. So I, I'll usually put two those two on my playlist and go through and li- try and listen to everything at least once. And I have, you know, a spreadsheet where I pick out ones that sound like they might be interesting. And then we each write notes on what we thought about them. And what I'm coming down to is that my note on the on these guys was children of the war on drugs, which I think is accurate. And there's, I think, worse things to be. The war on drugs is, you know, we yeah, reviewed I mean, their album is, and that was yeah, a fantastic I mean, album. I, I don't mean that as a dig. But, but there are six guys. They've been around since like 20. 2010 according to the bio had it a while yeah and i like any band that has two drummers and they had two drummers they were very maximalist sounding and very polished their performance was really good yeah it was in a room with terrible sound in the middle of the day it was not good conditions flamingo cantina which is actually a great space i really like the way that it's set up but it's not their sound is terrible no but they they really sold it and sounded good in a terrible sound environment yeah one of the things i like about obviously saw them live and then listening to this track having done that is i am impressed by the production on this because i think it manages to capture the live immediacy even though it's very produced it has that kind of 80s super compressed drum sound etc and yet it's still i think it captures that energy i think the synth is what really makes it sound 80s too yeah so I, I think I like that they sound a lot like the War on Drugs, and yet there is, I think, some unexpected chord progressions that give them an, their own sound, and it's 
very winning and I, again great live experience another band that a lot- knocked it out of the park live i think <laughs> Thank is you. the word that you're that was what of. i was shooting for yeah, yeah so you know there are, again there are there are bands where i put a note where you know oh this sounded interesting but it's not it didn't really grab me but i think they might be worth seeing and i knew that a giant dog had a reputation for having a really good live show so i'm like oh i'd really like to check them out and wow they were amazing and this is my favorite song that they played it's called sex and drugs love that the chorus of that song is I'm too old to die young and I can't even remember being young because this the woman who's the front man front woman (laughs) is probably like 10 years younger than us and she's singing to a crowd of South by Southwest is largely like older music nerds just by the nature of it which is why I love it and why it's the only sort of big musical festival I go to anyway it was very appropriate and it's a great song I think one of the things I like about that's it's this party music I mean the energy is so high and there's that really jaunty kind of piano to it and then it's just this incredibly sad song she's like talking about all her friends dying and I can't even remember being young it's like it's at first glance, the celebration of a debauched lifestyle, and then you dig in, and oh, it's dark, and it, they're able to pull that off really well. By the way, they're an Austin band, and they were discovered by Britt Daniel, and he bought, brought them along with Spoon on tour, which is kind of how they got a little bit more visibility, but they've been around since 2008, and they just have a really great reputation in Texas as being this really great live performance band, and she struts around in kind of a sequined leotard there's a lot of like showmanship and one of the things she did at this particular set we saw was bring a donald trump pinata and threw it into the crowd and let everybody tear it apart and then she's like i want the head bring the head back and so someone threw the head up on stage and she was like dancing around with it it felt a little bit gimmicky because it was so performative but the music is still really good yeah they're they're really tight band she is a good singer able to sell a lot of different songs she can be quiet she can be really belted out and be funny and she's incredibly versatile in addition to having this silly presentation and I kind of like those bands where they trick you into thinking like oh they're just goofing around like no they're 
really good musicians. I read uh, a description of her as a cross between Iggy Pop and Tina Turner, which I think is pretty accurate. That sounds like a blast. And I think here's where I'm going to bring up my master plan on this podcast that I when I looked at the songs we'd set aside, it, we'd sort of fell down into three categories, great singers, sort of traditional rock, and then just party. And I for sure put these guys <laughs> in the party, but they can still be great musicians. Wait, so party was the beginning part? This band is Oh, we're not doing it in sections. Well, no, yeah, I'm kind of rotating oh, okay. through so I we see. don't get too much of any one thing. We don't want all the party at once because okay. that would be too much party. Okay. And so then to rotate back, I think another singer getting a lot of buzz and I think also really justified because the minute you hear her open her mouth is Lucy Dacus and she sings this song, I Don't Want to Be Funny Anymore. so glad we saw her because it's such a wonderful bundle of contradictions when she performs that she comes on stage and is so kind of unassuming like she does not look like a rock star and then as soon as she starts singing well also you don't expect her voice to be so kind of low and smooth and pretty and so rich and and but i like also that it's this very pretty voice and that sort of voice you usually i i think i sort of assume they're kind of going to go to that singer songwriter sound and in fact her first song she plays on on stage is just her and a guitar and then she brings out the band and they rock out in some cases a little too much okay the guitarist was ridiculous oh yeah i forgot about him yeah Yeah, with the rat tail yeah oh yeah well you you never know who might be listening he thought he hey he's really good and he's a really good guitarist he did have a rat tail and i believe he was wearing shorts yeah i think it was yeah he he was it was all about the music they're from richmond virginia so yeah but yeah, so, we'll, so we'll, I'm no sure judgment, that, so, no yeah, judgment no on Richmond. Anyway, so the, and they were very kind of young and unassuming, and then just gave this really great performance at the parish. And her album is has just come out like maybe a month ago. It's called No Burden, and I've been listening to it a lot, and all of the songs are great. Yeah, and the songwriting here is wonderful too. In addition to that voice, that it, and because she's so unassuming, that unlike say a Taylor Swift singing about like, oh, I'm not the cheerleader and you're like yeah right and then she sings a song about like yeah maybe i can be the hot one maybe <laughs> i can be in the band and you yeah. almost believe it and then she even sings like i don't need to be the front man but then yeah she has to be with that voice it's yeah. really quite something yeah the lyrics are very kind of dry humor and she has a really great way with words let's go from a singer from virginia mm-hmm. let's go all the way to australia and another band we heard was called gold class and their song is called Life as a Gun. Cannonball of 
going right from Lucy Dacus, who has such an amazing voice, to this band, Gold Class, whose singer, it's really limited. He seems like he's got a range of maybe half an octave, and yet there's some, like, he's able to work with the, within those limitations well, and mean, do something really special. definitely, like, channeling Interpol, channeling Joy Division, which is a very kind of monotone style of yeah. singing, which is fine. Yeah, and it, it really works, and yeah, he's able to be monotone and yet somehow also sound like Morrissey at the same mm-hmm. time. It's kind of nuts. And then Morrissey fronting a really good kind of mid-90s post-punk band. Like, that guitarist is on fire. Like, that guitar work is astounding. There was some kind of issue with their flight, and so they had come from Melbourne, and he was like, you'll have to excuse us because we just spent, like, 36 hours traveling, and his voice control was a little off. You were more bothered by it than I was. Yeah, but... it just seemed like, yeah, it was, when you've only got half an octave, you got to get it just right, yeah. and yet he still somehow managed to be kind of out of, just a little out of tune. But a fantastic presentation. He comes out dressed all in white, white jeans and a white t-shirt. This is buff dude just kind of shouting. They've got a good look, good stage presence. I'd love to hear them when they're a little more rested. But yeah, it's a, a great combination of sounds and i don't know what he's singing it's kind of just blah, 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 life is a gun but yeah the it, lyrics it, were not at the forefront it's more <laughs> kind of the um the tone and it, it creates an atmosphere but it's got a lot of energy as well it's kind of like this dark energy and i i really like yeah. their sound yeah for this next song we're gonna go st- very big sound party band with an incredible stage presence and they're called the wet secrets they're from canada and this band is uh, this song is called i can swing a hammer a one o'clock set one in the morning set that we saw after a whole day of music and so we were pretty tired and these guys come on the stage and they're six people dressed as a marching band and two women playing trumpet and trombone and this very charismatic singer and a drummer who ended up shirtless and then another guy who's going between the piano and then also like tom-toms and they just had this crazy energetic live show and by the end everybody was dancing 
Yeah, it wasn't just one o'clock. It was one o'clock on the fourth day of a five-day festival. Yeah. Everyone's exhausted. I was sick. You know, South by Southwest kicks my butt every year. This year, extra hard. But I was dancing. I wasn't not going to dance. The best party band maybe out there. Like, I was so sold. The most fun I've had at a live show in so long. Yeah, it was amazing. And they have their presentation was so borderline gimmicky i mean these are red and white marching band outfits with the hats and everything and it would be easy for us to go back and listen to the recorded music and have it not be that good but they have a new ep out and it's really terrific that was one song off of it and the other four songs are also great it's getting a lot of attention in the canadian music press and i hope that they get attention here Uh, they're touring the u.s u.s unfortunately they hit san francisco just a week after south by southwest and the aforementioned butt kicking was still applied and And it was a sunday night and it was on easter and there were a lot of uh things in the way but hopefully at least some people got to see them and uh wherever hopefully they're coming to a town near you because uh it's quite a show and they should get attention here for sure on the npr all songs considered austin 100 list that they put together before the festival as sort of their picks for this year they describe the wet secrets as fist pumping pop rock fight songs from a bunch of canadians dressed like a marching band yes yes that's accurate yes is the correct word i would also say yes though to this next very different artist whom we saw in a church. His name is Marlon Williams, and the song is called Hello, Miss Lonesome. Hello, Miss Lonesome. I see you back in town. It's funny how I lose my mind when you come around. come to South by Southwest every year is the opportunity to see international musicians that don't normally tour internationally and will probably never come to the U.S. outside of the festival and then see them in smaller and more unusual venues than you're used to because everything in Austin is turned into a music venue and that includes like coffee shops and churches and my favorite place to see bands is in the Central Presbyterian Church which has amazing acoustics and so that is where we saw Marlon Williams. So he hit both of those things. He's from New Zealand, and we saw him perform in a church. Yeah, and what's delightful is that he's a singing American country music, but from New Zealand. So he comes out, and you would he just sounds like the best country artist you ever heard. The just fantastic charisma that just filled a huge room, and a voice that... I don't know that the recordings quite capture just how captivating this guy is. Yeah, he's got this beautiful, soaring voice. Utterly blown away, just uh, utterly magnetic performer. And he's only 24 years old. He's like this tall, skinny kid. 
And you just don't expect that voice to come out of him. And he's apparently selling out tours in New Zealand and Australia. He's not touring the U.S. yet, but I can see him appealing to a really large American audience. Not my style of music, but I really loved it. It was fantastic. I thought it was interesting that in his bio, he's, he it, it mentions that he comes from this town of 3,000 people. And his mother and father are respectively a painter and industrial punk musician. And he says, the first three things I remember mom listening to were PJ Harvey, early choral music, and Smokey Robinson. A lot of Maori music, too. (laughs) Well, whatever whatever they listen to, it certainly worked. So very country on that side. And then on the other hand, the next band we're going to play is a very pop sound. I think they were in the same Canadian showcase as the Wet Secrets. They're another Canadian band called The Fast Romantics, and this is Julia. to see this band because they were one of my favorites from the festival and actually we had planned to be next door at the parish seeing this band called bee caves and they spent 15 minutes doing their sound check and keep in mind all of the south by sets are generally 40 minutes long with 20 minute breaks in between so if you're spending 15 minutes of your 40 minute set doing a sound check you're too much of a prima donna and i just don't want to waste my time and so they started playing they were not that impressive and we were just like screw this let's catch the last 20 because by now it was 9 20 when they were supposed to start at 9 we're gonna go ne- next door and catch the last 20 minutes of the vast romantic it really was something night and day contrast this band that was you know i think pretty hyped and went to all this trouble and then was kind of blah in a like a venue with some of the best sound and lighting at the festival mm. meanwhile you go to this just random stage at the front of a bar and this band that a was so happy to be there just mm-hmm. the humility and just they were so grateful like hey we have an audience this is great and that was so infectious and then you listen to them and coming out of this show you know, I said to you, hey, that sounds like Bruce Springsteen. And you said they sounded like... The new pornographers. Yeah, I think we maybe a little bit of Elvis Costello in there yeah, for yeah, good yeah. measure. And it's just like, hey, hey, if you're going to get influences, those are some good influences. And to combine them as successfully that these are just tremendously well-constructed songs and they sound fantastic and just a winning, like, yay Canada that these guys have such a great attitude, like absolutely fantastic live experience and the album sounds great, really well produced. To go from those extremes, and again, that's what the festival is about. You're not, some stuff you're really looking forward to, not so good. Other stuff, the, the plan B turns out to be yeah the best thing you saw. Yeah, and that was what was hap- what happened with the next band we'll play as well. Their name is Cold Fronts, and I don't think they weren't even on any of my lists, but nope. it was, we set up the schedule with four options for every time slot so that we have fallback plans, and for some reason we had like multiple, like our fallbacks 
fell through or we had an empty time slot. And so we were like, oh, we're going to go see this other band at Cheer Up Charlie's. So we're, we'll just show up early and see Cold Friends who are playing ahead of them. And I ended up really liking them. Yeah, they're just a very charming band. And yeah, that sense of discovery that, you know, you walk in and especially these guys get on stage and it's just this kind of dude in with kind of ratty hair and a baseball cap. And he this looks sort of, like Andrew W.K. Yeah, he's just very kind of vaguely disreputable looking almost. <laughs> and yeah, it's really just kind of this young kind of Hesher dude with his jeans jacket with a bunch of patches on it. I think they're out of Philly and just like, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and by the way, then I went and read their bio. And apparently the way that they got, quote unquote, discovered was that in 2012, they were just bust busking on the street out in at, out at South by. And this Sire Records co-founder, Seymour Stein, Stein, passed by and really liked what he heard and asked him for a CD. And so they ended up getting signed. Yeah, they've got this really great sound that's kind of these really a little bit earnest but also playful kind of whiny vocals and then there's this guitar work that kind of sounds a little like early Weezer mm-hmm. and it's a fun combination. Mm-hmm. I just think it's so great that we started with the band that was like, oh, we definitely went there to see. They were the first band we saw. And here was a band we had no intention of seeing. And that for all of the corporate shenanigans and disaster area nature of this festival, just this sense of a band you had no intention of seeing ends up being one of the highlights of the show. And, and you know, whenever we go, people will always ask me ahead of time, like, oh, so what bands are you going to go there to see? And it's like, well, the it's it's a people you probably haven't heard of that I'm there that I want to see. But it's the ones that I am not there to see that are always the like, that's why we go. Yeah. So with that, let's go out with the band Cold Fronts. The song is called Hit Me. This has been For the Record. Thanks for listening. And I know just what you like. Oh, I know just what you need.